Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, the media director here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business, whether that be real estate, mortgage, or just any business out there. The way that we like to do it is to answer the questions that you have for us. If you have a question you want to have answered on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network for all the people leaving California, and sign up for our Media Mayor Mastermind course where we still have early bird pricing on there. Uh, it's basically half price right now. So uh, thewhistleway.com and uh, get dialed in, especially Media Mayor Mastermind. It's half price and it's literally everything Brian and I have learned about videos over the last six and a half years together. So I want to jump on that while it's cheap. And I just added two new lectures today. Oh. We're, we're, we're growing the course as we go. Bonus. Bonus. Cool. Uh, if you enjoy the show today, really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, if you can uh, give us a thumbs up and hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell so you get updated on future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you can hook us up with a review on there, those go a really, really long way to help us reach more people. So with that said, what do we got today, Brian? So the most important thing about real estate I would say this is probably the most important thing about real estate. It's how to close deals. What I, I want you to give tips from anywhere from beginner, basically how to close your first deal, to how to close your you know maybe your fiftieth or a hundredth deal this this year. Okay. Um, so if someone comes in brand new, what do you recommend recommend how to help them close a deal? Okay. Um, number one, I, this is the one I'm most passionate about: is deals are not done over text. You've, Which is funny because you bought a car over text message. So it's, it's, it's funny to see the dichotomy of, of you being very pro-text message personally, but anti-only text uh, professionally. I, I bought something over text. I didn't negotiate it. It okay. was just it was a, a done deal. There was no negotiation happening. Uh, purchases can be made over text. Like if I want to buy a Tesla, right? I don't have to talk to a single human being. That's fine. That's a purchase. But a negotiation is different. Okay, good call. So a negotiation is not done over text, is not done over email. Uh, there's a thing called Moravian's model of communication. And it breaks the communication into three pieces. One, the words that we say. Two, the tone with which we say those words. And three, the body language. Well, the words alone are only 7% of this 100% pie. So if you are just texting, just emailing, you're missing 93% of the pie. The other 93% are comprised of the tone with which you say said words and the body language with which you say them. And now, in a perfect world, you could be face-to-face -face negotiating because I promise you it's way harder to negotiate against me face-to-face -face than it is over the phone um, because like, if you cry or something, like I'm not going to see it or you might cry face-to-face. Um, and then but you'll you're, see it and you're a human. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay, so cry when talking to Kyle. That's um, how, I, how I do my negotiation with him. <laughs> but you're definitely going to get tone over the phone. And you can actually, a little bit of, of body language can be communicated over the phone. Even though you might not see it, it's happening. And, and so the body language actually does affect the tone with which you say those words. So uh, you just, you got to get on the phone when it comes time to negotiate. I think especially the younger somebody is, the more they want to rely on texting and emailing to negotiate an offer. But there's something that just goes a really long way about picking up the phone, building a relationship, and having a conversation with somebody. So now what 
I say this because I just went car shopping this weekend. Yeah, I can't uh, believe you didn't buy one. Like I went I've two days never, in a row. Never known you to go shopping and not buying. Like correct. Yeah, you just if you're like I'm thinking about. I bought a car. Well, because that's for the car that my cars. Yeah, your wife is more rational. Well, it's it's her car, so I'm trying to say, hey, I don't like it, but whatever you want, it's it's up to you. Or hey, I like this, but if you don't like it, don't do it. Right. I'm trying to take a step back. Your Brian is the definition of impulsive. I bought the house I saw the first time I photographed it. So anyway, um, so would you say this is true? Now, this is true, obviously, for you. Uh, I went car shopping this weekend, ran into a salesperson, uh, which I think he was either the guy that detailed the cars or parked the cars. He was the worst salesperson I ever met. Um, probably the, the, the tone and the body language, had he not had that at all, it would it, it, might have been a better experience. He's not really a salesperson. Okay, so if you suck at sales, just, just get out. Yeah, just get out. It's okay. called natural selection. He's not going to sell any cars. He'll be out of the business. Uh, it was painful. Okay, natural so selection anyways, will take care of him. So in person or over the, or phone, over the phone or Zoom. Zoom works. Yeah, anything where you can get tones—the most important thing. And the thing is, if I have you on the phone and I float like a number out there, like, hey, if we're we're looking at coming in at one three. How would we stack up to the competition? And now I just listen and I just get to take in what you say because I'm, I'm gauging how quickly you're responding, how confidently you're responding, what you're responding with. Are you over talking? Are you under talking? Like I'm gauging so much based off of how you respond to that question. If I do that over text message, you might respond to me hours later. I don't know. And I don't know like the tone that you're saying it. I don't know if you're sound confident with your response or timid. Like, I don't know. Um, Cause I could read bullshit over the phone pretty damn well. Um, but I can't over text message. Okay, cool. So that's the thing is you, you got to pick up the phone and you got to have a relationship because in this industry, if somebody's going to do business with somebody, they want to do business with somebody they know, like, and trust. Well, if they've never met you before and you're just an offer, I mean, they might like you because you have the highest price, but outside of that, they're not going to get to know you and not going to trust you. So when you can actually pick up the phone and have a conversation with them and build a little rapport and get to know the person better and, and, you know, sell yourself, sell your client, like you're going to have a way better shot than if you just shoot a text or an email over. So quick tangent, but this is about building that relationship. Uh, Within our group, we see, I I see it several times a day, um, people sending messages into, into our company saying, hey, I'm submitting an offer on this person's house or property. Who knows them? How does – and that the whole idea is, hey, if Kyle knows John Smith and I'm submitting an offer on John Smith's property, Kyle will say, hey, good. what does your conversation look like to John Smith if I'm submitting an offer on his property? That's me picking up the phone and okay. calling John Smith like, hey, John, how's it going, man? How have you been? It's been a long time. How's business? How's right? I'm forwarding them, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, so I forward them. And then I'll say, hey, by the way, Carter from my team has a buyer's interested in your listing over on 123 Main Street. You know, how are things looking on that one? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. We got a bunch of offers. Cool. Hey, I know you guys are listed at 900. I mean, if you were writing an offer for a buyer, what would be a good number for them to come in at? That's what I'll ask. Cool. Okay. And I'll be like, especially if the buyer was, you know, 20% down, didn't need an inspection contingency and, and was willing to pay a hundred grand over a list. I mean, what would you write the offer up at? I'll just ask that. Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's how I usually do it. Um, good. Yeah. That someone said, Hey, can you connect with your, 
the, this listing agent. I'm like, yeah, hey, Deanne, Valerie's really cool. Pick her. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is weird. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> so cool. I'll just straight up ask. Or sometimes my agent will have already talked to them. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I talked to so-and-so. Cool. Hey, I mean, if there's anything you can do to just help put them in the pole position, I would really appreciate it. You know, we'll make sure that, you know, whenever there's an opportunity, you know, to help out in return, we'll make sure to do the same. Cool. So just help each other out. Um, you know, that, that person, it's up to them how much information they want to reveal or not reveal. I mean, that, that's their decision. And that's their, you know, based on how their agreement is with their seller. Because at least here in California, the agreement says that offers are not necessarily confidential. It's up to the listing agent and the seller to determine if they're willing to review, uh, reveal where other offers are at. So there's, there's no rule that you are not allowed to. There's no rule that you have to. It, it's up to the seller and the listing agent if they choose to. Uh, reveal other offer information. That's up to them. Now, is that conversation? Ha is it like? How is that? How is it, that's a whole different podcast. Um, okay, so negotiating so over the phone. That's number one. Okay, and then obviously we just spent a lot of time on that, but it's so damn important. Yep. Um, I don't care if you are 18 or you're 118 in this industry. You got to pick up the phone and you got to talk to people. Cool. Um, at least for this portion of the business, you can do a lot without ever talking to any humans. I I know how it goes right now. I mean, I don't like to talk to people a whole lot either. So whether I'm 38 or 18, it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I just want to get deals done. But at a certain point, this is the time you got to pick up the phone, right? Um, the other thing is role playing. You got to actually like practice these conversations. Like don't the right. We're from San Diego. We have the Padres here. Like the Padres don't just like show up on the field and wing it like they practice. I mean, they show up to the stadium hours before the game. They take batting practice. They get ready for the game. Um, what are you doing to get ready for the game? Or are you just walking on the field and hoping for the best? I mean, they, as baseball especially, almost more than any sport, they study so much. They know so much data on the pitcher and, you know, the catcher and, and how they're going to line up. And when the, they know, like, uh, yesterday I was watching a game. There was, like, a rookie, and he came on the field. And as soon as he was up to bat, all the players shifted their positions in the outfield because they had scouted this particular wow. hitter and knew his tendency was to hit the ball to right field. He literally never hit the ball to left field. So the left fielder was playing in, the right fielder was playing out. Like, so they shifted because they'd done their homework and practiced this, right? Are you doing your homework? Are you putting in your practice or are you just showing up on the field? So you gotta practice and role play through some of these conversations. And a, a good way to scout your buyer or your seller, um, we don't have uh, hours and hours and hours of, on tape of, of these people, um, but one of the tools we're, we're just starting to use and really loving is, is uh, High Note and being able to see what they're looking at. We can tailor our conversation based on what modules they've watched and looked at and spent time on. Yeah, I mean, I'll scout other agents too. Uh, I'll scout the other agent and see how many deals they've done, right? Whether we use HomeSnap, so it's pretty easy to pull that on HomeSnap or just whatever your MLS uses, or maybe you just Google their or name and the word Zillow and see how many uh, sales and reviews they have on their Zillow profile. Like, that's gonna help me a lot. If I'm talking to somebody who's got 300 reviews and 100 sales in the last 12 months, it's probably a different conversation than the person who's got one sale and no reviews, right? Yep. Like we're probably going to have slightly different conversations there. Um, where what I found is a lot of times the people that do a lot of deals like to do business with other people that do a lot of deals. So maybe you're going to talk to them in that way where the new person, right? You might have to coach them a little more. You might have to guide them a little more because they're not as comfortable with it. So cool. So negotiating, uh, where you can have tone. So in yeah. person, phone, zoom two is role play. 
What else do we have? What else? What other big tips do you have to help people close deals? Um, other tips to close deals. I think the best advice right now in this crazy market where, you know, there's very, very few active homes for sale. Now, statistically speaking, there's actually more homes that have sold in 2021 than there were in 2020. So people are like, oh, there's nothing selling. There's year nothing to date for or sale. Just... Year to date. Yeah. Okay. There's actually more sales that have occurred this year versus last year. So there's plenty of homes for sale. They're just selling way faster. Yep. There's, there's not a shortage of homes for sale. There's a surplus of buyers surplus of demand right now so it's not a not as much of a supply shortage as a demand surplus right now cool um so what I, you got to just how do you deal with it right now with buyers and the conversation that i have with my buyers is they're like what should i offer and i, I just tell them here's what i recommend brian i want you to offer the number that you know you put it all on the table and that if they come back and tell you that you didn't get it you're going to be okay with it because you knew you put it all on the table what I don't want you to do is this thing's listed for a million. I don't want you to offer a million and 40,000 and then hear that it closed at a million 45 and be like, well, I would have come up another 10 if I knew that's what it was going to take. I don't want that. If Go you're willing in. to come up the extra 10, if you're willing to do the million 50, then do the million 50. Put it all on the table because that way you'll sleep easy at night. If you don't get it, but you put it all on the table, hey, we gave it our best shot. Okay. But never hold back in this market, whatever it is, because you almost got to throw comps out the window. You have no idea what's going to happen on the appraisal right now. I had one recently where I was like, slam dunk appraisal, no problem. And it came in $40,000 too low. And then I just had one. I was like, there's not a chance in hell this appraisal is going to come in. And two appraisals, same property, came in at value. So you never know. So don't get in your head. Don't get in your buyer's head that, what about the appraisal? Like, the appraisal is going to be the appraisal. You, you can't affect the appraisal, but you can affect the number that you offer. And you'll deal with the appraisal when it comes. But my best advice to a buyer right now is put it all on the table. What is that number that you're willing to, that you're willing to offer that if you don't get the house, you'll be able to sleep easy at night because you know you put it all on the table. That is so important right now because buyers are struggling. What number do I come in at? I don't know. I'm, what do I got to do? Like, Put it all on the table. That's, that's the best advice I could give a buyer right now. Now, what kind of strategies do you have for <clears throat> the home your buyer offers on? It goes into escrow. They don't get it. How do you, what if that's the home that they want, though? What do you do? I mean, I know that happened with me. We put in an offer. They didn't respond. It went into escrow. We're like, what the hell? You didn't even hit us up. Um, but then there was things you did. Um, I would think that now, especially with everything being so crazy, I would assume probably more falling out of escrow than before. Yeah, the um, fall-through rate's significantly higher in the market like this because what ends up happening is a lot of buyers implement the spray and pray strategy, which is just spray offers on every listing that hits the market. And then if you get one, go, like, go look at it, right? <laughs> like, just spray them out there, pray that one goes through. When it does, go look at it and then make your decision there. And you can always back out. Right? It's, a, it's a lot easier to back out of a deal than it is to pull into one. So um, put yourself in a position where you can back out because there's really no cost to back out. Yep. Um, unless you do a non-refundable deposit and then you're just kind of stuck. But um, Well, if you're doing this, this strategy, you're not doing that because that's... Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. Okay. So they offer on lots of properties. People get accepted to three properties because they're just blowing it. And then they just pick one. They pick one. Yep. So how do so you... So then, yeah, after that... Um, I stay on top of the listing agent because I know the fall-through rate is high right now. So I'm bugging them literally every two days, like in okay. this market every two days. I'm not waiting. Like if they're like, oh, yeah, it's – well, one, if they accept another offer, hey, okay, Thomas, um, uh, 
that sucks, but my client really wanted it. But hey, it's it's cool. Um, we appreciate the opportunity, right? Safe face. Um, and say, just out of curiosity, how long are their contingency periods? And they'll say, oh, it's five days, 10 days, 20 days, whatever. Okay, perfect. Um, is it okay if I follow up with you in a little bit just to see how things are coming along? Yes. Two days later, two days later, two days later, two days later. Every two days I'm following up. And just a text? Um, no, calling. Calling every calling. two days? I want to show how bad I want it. Cool. And I want them to know that if, hey, if that buyer tries to you know, hit you for a huge request for repairs that we're ready to step in. You got us ready to go. Um, so I, I want to keep reassuring them. Hey, I just want to let you know my buyers are still super interested. If it gets shaky, if they try to hit you with a request for repairs or the appraisal comes in low, like we can cover it. We're, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready. Um, I want to be that bug in their ear so that if something happens with the request for repairs or the appraisal, they'll call us and not even put it back on the market. Yeah, and I think that's a really strong strategy, especially now when I mean, it's a different way to look at off-market properties because it's technically off-market, but you obviously know they want to sell. So I think that's a pretty cool cool tip that you can kind of utilize. And Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, um, so that I think that's important. And then also calling the withdrawn. I guess it's going to be called something different in every market. In our market, when you temporarily pull something off the market with an intention to bring it back on the market, it's called withdrawn. Call withdrawns right now too, or whatever that is in your market because those are gonna come back on the market at some point. Maybe there's a number where they might go straight from withdrawal and depending and so, skip going active if they could get a, their number. Now that you'd contact the agent still, correct? Because yes. it's not it, expired. They still have still an active listing. It's just temporarily off the market. Okay. So whatever that is in your MLS, I would be making those calls. Cool. Cool, I think those are some great tips on how to make deals. Awesome. Before we go into our widget of the week, why don't you tell... You go ahead. Let's hear you No, I can't this. do let's it. Go. Let's go. Let's hear it. it. Come on. Pitch, Brian. Pitch. Yeah. Right. On you, Brian. I want to hear right. you pitch. So uh, before we go into our widget of the week and we talk about something that makes us more money, makes us have fun, saves us time, um, we would just really appreciate it if you like the show to make sure you show some love on the, the, the channel of your choice. Uh, thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. Hit the bell for YouTube. Subscribe to us on... Uh, and, or on your podcast network, leave us a review. Uh, join us on at thewhistleway.com. From there, you can get to our Facebook group. Our, uh, our you can subscribe to the podcast. You can get to uh, ask a question. I don't know. You can do lots. See, of stuff. this is why I call people on the phone because when they stumble, they just keep talking and talking and talking and saying the same thing over again. It's a sign of weakness. Yeah, well, this is your job. This is, this is your part of the call. <laughs> I ask you the question. I sit back. You talk for a while. And then I say, cool, let's go to the next spot. Yeah. That's my role here. Go to thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions. Subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel. Join the referral network. Yep. And get dialed in on the early bird pricing for the Media Mayor Mastermind course and learn how to be the mayor of your community. The digital mayor, not not the literal the mayor. media mayor. Um, all right, Kyle. So now let's. This is the part of the show where we talk about the widget of the week, where we talk about something we that saves us time, makes us more money, or just something we enjoy using. Why don't you kick it off this week with your widget of the week? Yeah, this is something I've been using for I think seven plus years now. Um, and even though I have a three-person media team, I still use this service. Um, and this is a service that really helped me dive into video from the very beginning. Um, in the beginning, I was trying to shoot and edit and distribute and do everything when, every time I'd shoot a video. And I quickly realized that that's not the uh, habu, highest and best use of my time. And so I, was, I searched for a company that could help and, and 
execute on a lot of this. And I found a company called Viral Marketing, V-Y-R-A-L. And they have a really cool service where they help you shoot two videos a month and you just simply shoot it via your phone or via a webcam and you send the video over to them and then they dress it all up and do intros and outros and lower thirds and graphics and all these things to make it look very professional. Um, then they upload it to your blog. They put it on YouTube. They make sure that it, it's all optimized on all the different platforms, put it on your social media. And then most importantly, they email it out to your entire database uh, two times a month. And then they give you some really detailed reporting on everybody who receives it. So you know who received it, who opened it, who played the video, who clicked the links. So it's a really good way to stay in touch with your database twice a month. Um, there's a program that was out there at one point called the 33 touch program. I think you got to touch people 33 times a month. It used to be 33 times a year. So this is 24 of your annual touches via these uh, video emails that go out. So viral marketing, I believe the website is get viral G E T V Y R A L.com. Love those guys. Um, and another thing that I really like about it is there are times where they say, Hey, we've got emails that we can send out for you, all text emails. Um, and where Kyle, if Kyle received one of these all text emails, he'd glaze over. But if someone who wants to read and it, you know, is a high, Weirdos. a high C and they're doing it, they're reading their emails in the middle of work and they can't watch a video. It, it hits people differently in different markets. It's a good so, pattern interrupt. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We love viral. Mine, I can't believe we haven't done this already. This has literally, I don't think we can run our business without this program. Um, this air, it's called air. We breathe it. Yes. It's how we function. It's maybe more important than air. Maybe it's super important. Uh, this will automate tasks to make sure that it, they get done every time correctly. You set it up one time and it will automate basically your life. It automates. It's I mean, like an employee for us. No, it's not. It's like, like nine employees for us. It's, it's amazing what it does. Uh, it's called Zapier. If you're weird, you call it Zapier. Um, and we started if you out. you want to argue, we'll fight you. I don't care. Um, it, it started out. We started out using it very simply. If this happens, then this happens. Now I think we have zaps that are 30 steps deep. If this happens, do this, 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 and this. And then if it doesn't go, it's gnarly what we can do. Um, I just started using it uh, today to update Facebook custom audiences. And so that's pretty cool as well. So Zapier, we have the, the premium or the paid plan. I don't know what it's called, um, but it's fantastic. And you can say with almost any... Um, website you, that you use hey if this happens then then use this and and it's fantastic i love that well hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today if you did we'd really appreciate it. if you're watching on youtube hit the thumbs up hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show and if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms if you can hook us up with a review on there that really would mean the world to us want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the whistle way see you next week see you next week